Welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast with your host, Dave Neal. Uh, I look like the guy that would bully people, so that's why they bully me. Where, did, where people bullied you? You're on. I can't hear myself. You're on there. No, I mean, like, there were, like, some nerdy people, like, that I did improv with that didn't, that I could tell didn't want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Not for any reason of anything that I did. They just, like, they didn't like that. I, like, wasn't nerdy enough to be their friend. Right. And I, like, like yeah, like, I needed to, like slouch more and like uh-huh. i don't know like yeah you find yourself wearing like you your glasses eyes a little bit like <laughs> you gotta just try to fit in with society because they label you everyone labels i walk in i was out. just saying this when i picked you up so this is the sex actually podcast your host dave we just yes. decided to dive right into it my co-host and lover tasha courtney hello <laughs> that's your new Hi, guys. that's my new <laughs> my co-lover <laughs> my matt co-lover. jones yeah i'm actually uh it's tag team you know tag team <laughs> Once, you know, when one gets tired uh, she slaps my hand and i go in and yeah, start go. massaging dave's shoulders and strictly like, masseusing though. I, massaging. I would absolutely let you do that i am a very stiff neck these days i do too actually i've been sleeping uh i've been sleeping wrong because i put eardrops in my ear. And so you have to yeah. let them sit. Do you so do, like, I wake up. Ball? Are you an infant? What did the eardrops I do? am an infant. I'm, I, I got them from a holistic doctor. So I'm allergic to dairy. And if I eat pizza, it gives me ear infections. I know that Just sounds get, like a Don't get the like cheese. A, I love how like Los Angeles we kid would say. Almost everywhere in LA. <laughs> yeah. you guy's a nerd. <laughs> almost all pizza places in LA have diet cheese these days. But it sucks, though. No, oh my gosh, no, no. It's, it's not oh, like the soy cheese. Diet okay, cheese diet is cheese like is the better. Ones, I just remembered, yeah. yeah. It still kind of sucks. But it's that cheese. Like, in, in Chicago, we have that deep dish mm-hmm. pizza that's so good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it, it just tastes amazing. I asked them to split half the pizza up because they said they'll, they'll go half, like, vegan and half regular. Mm-hmm. So I asked for half dairy cheese and half of Tasha cheese. And, Tasha and, cheese. <laughs> and both the guy who worked there and Tasha looked at me like I was the asshole. Yeah. Because you can't tell which cheese it is. Yeah, and I was like, can't. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out Unless what the real it, cheese is. You're funny. getting like a pepperoni That's and fun. cheese on your side, and I'm getting veggies and diet I'll on my side. I'll throw pepperoni on the like, dairy. How would I know? I'll accidentally eat the cheese side, and then All I'll right. have a horrible acne. I'll, yep. I'll give you this dairy does give you acne. Dairy does. Fact. I, can I tell wish you. I learned this before I was 31. I can tell who eats dairy and who doesn't. Like, Absolutely. You know, by in Ralph's skin. grocery store, everyone has horrible skin, and Whole Foods, everyone <laughs> is like. All Dude, it comes every- out of your face. It definitely does. Yeah, you eat cheese. It's like that guy likes deep dish pizza. I can tell just by looking at him. There are zones. Like, like there are zones on your face. Like this area is like salty and greasy. So if you're mm-hmm. breaking out right here, like she's I am to currently her, she's right pointing now. pointing to her unibrow area. I, I can't see people then, can't video. Sorry, sorry. But like that, you know, if you start to break out there, it's like you've been eating too many chips. And then like spicy food is up here. Um, hormones is like along people your can't chin. can't see. And jaw. What okay. about coffee? Because when whenever I drink coffee, man, we're alienating all of our non-Los Angeles <laughs> listeners right now. They're like, what "Give me the, my cheese pizza." What the hell are we listening to? Over my cold dead body, go Just Trump. A bunch of different people explaining how their lives are sad because they ate dairy today. <laughs> I know. No, when I when I drink coffee, this uh, I've had this wrinkle since high school because I, I scrunch my eyes a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the furrowed brow. The we furrowed brow. Yeah, I need to get Botox so people think I don't want to kill them. Like <laughs> this, like this becomes more pronounced if I drink Dehydration. coffee. Dehydration yeah. brings out your wrinkles, so you need to swap your coffee for water. You heard it water here, folks. Yeah. you up. I just I get depressed if I don't have coffee. 
because it's like I feel kind of lethargic because I'm addicted to it. But then once I drink it, I get really anxious and on edge. Like I'm a totally different Dude. person on coffee. Have you tried green tea? I have, but it just doesn't have the same effect. I get manic when I drink coffee. And then I get, like, really nervous. I've been doing the After Starbucks the refills, and I'm telling you, that's my crack. I get a full coffee, Isn't it? then I go into the gym, do my workout with my coffee, because I'm 80 years old now. That's what I <laughs> yeah. do. I need my coffee with me. And that's my security blanket. There's probably like a psycho coffee. reason why. I know. It and then after, and then I'm, whatever's left, I throw out and I get my refill for 50 cents. Dude, I go to the same Starbucks every day and like all the baristas say my name in unison. Don't you just like, want, I feel so old. Don't you just <laughs> want them to know who you are? It, this is yeah. tribal shit. We live in a city of 10 million people or whatever it is. I yeah. think it's closer to 20. It I, I want to say that it's the same as New York. I think it's 28 million. They said my name. They were like, all right, Dave, uh, was it coconut milk in yours? They're, they were like, they called my name out and I was so excited and then i realized i was holding my coffee that i asked the refill for so it had my name on it so like they they could have said dan they said dave it's nice my lawyer doesn't know my name she called me mike neal mike neal you could pass as a mike four letter white guy boy yeah she doesn't even know my name dave mike we all have like these it's crazy when i go to starbucks and i tell them my name is matt they're like mad yeah and and i'm like no matt but you sound like a douche if you like Enunciate the two T's <laughs> like Matt. But when I I can't pronounce my own last name, Neil Neil. That's Neil. a hard thing to pronounce. And what do they hear? Like me? Neil Neil. Dave Neil. Like Neil. I yeah, I get I get mail. That's like like written I to hear Dave you Neil. say Dave Neil. Maybe it's because I know oh, it's you. So but hard. Like, it's such Star- a nasally like sound. They just all have bad hearing. My like mom's baristas. maiden name is Clark, and I was going to change it in high school. Like, There's a Dave, Dave Clark. Clark. Come to the stage. Dave, Dave Clark. Clark. That's you a really fucking hard name. You changing it in high school? Yeah, That's I did. Good name. I'm the only one left with the name Neil. My sister remarried. My, mo- my dad's dead. I've got – there's nobody with my name other than my family in Missouri. And that's fine, but like I don't Where have. Where did you grow up at again? I know we've. I talked grew up about in Rhode Island. Coast. Yeah, but my mom changed her name. My mom remarried, so mm-hmm. so no one has my name. Did she change her name back before she remarried, or no? No, I think she had the same thing I did. Where it's like she probably would have, but it was like oh fucking paperwork. Paperwork. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Like, I needed like a lawyer to change my name, and I was like, oh, I'll just keep it. And that was before like you had social media, so it was like I didn't. I didn't need, like that would have been harder than right. changing my like screen name, baseball DN. Well, Matt Jones is a very basic name too, and uh, there there have been a couple times I've thought about changing my name, you know, to because my middle Why? name's Christian. Well, because there's there's another Matt Jones, and he does improv comedy. Okay, and he's bigger than me, you know. So yeah. either I have to kill him, or I have to become way. <laughs> That's more what it is. Him. Kill him. Just kill him. You know, I, I probably kill your competition. You know what's weird is I get I get some of his booking requests I get on accident. <laughs> like like I get some of his blowback. Like I got a a, a thing from a, a dude at Warner Brothers. He sent me a message on Facebook. He was like, "It was great seeing you tonight, Mr. Jones." And I was like, Good "I was man. like, do we know each other?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's the other Matt Jones. Wow. It's on Breaking Bad." Is he on Breaking Bad? He was. Yeah. Jeez. Um, he was on Breaking Bad. He's. I feel like you just save those. You like add that person as a friend, and you like save those emails and just put them in your back pocket for later. I can't. Yeah, my guy and just send him my videos and stuff. Yeah. You there's know? a DaveNeal dot com who's a lawyer, so I'm like, I can't take that. And then there's a dude, Dave Neal, who was a basketball player. So like, because ESPN published one article about him in college, he outnumbers me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the type of clout that I have. Some fucking tall white guy beat me. Right. 
But right. I mean, you could change it to David Neal, but Dave Neal, no. I think it's fitting for that's you. That's my I think SAG a, name. I kept it, so that's my union right. My, union my name. SAG is Matthew Matthew C. Jones. Isn't that dumb? You can't have multiple people. Like, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but like, you got to start doing your. I mean, f- do people listening care about this? Probably not. But this Probably is not, but it, <laughs> guys. We are inside Hollywood. We are talking <laughs> Hollywood talking bullshit. Cards. We are here uh, on a casual Friday. You guys are listening. Hey, Matt, since you've been on this show, we've blown up, literally doubled our downloads. I feel kind of cool now. We've had people on last week. If for those who listening, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, or my, I'm sorry, Monday's episode, we had Bridget Fetissey. She writes for Playboy. She had this, it was a real dramatic episode where she's like started crying and but not in a sad way. It was like in an empowering, like you could feel, uh-huh. dude, you could feel, you got to listen to this. You could like feel the unburdening. Yeah. You could feel her shedding ish. Like was she sharing like really first time she stuff? ever talked about her stepfather being in love with her. Oh, wow. Wow. Go listen to it. People. I know yeah. you already did. I've never had so many tweets, messages, all they were. And here's the thing. They were all about her. Like, Oh, Bridget, you did such a great job. You're so brave. And I'm, and I and don't get me wrong. I'm happy for her. I'm like, Hey, I fucking interviewed her. You asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I know. She's I don't, the one who did the I don't want any credit. I just, just keep downloading. Them. Just That's keep all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fine, whatever. I'm glad she did it on my, and then she also, you know, but like, she didn't plan on talking about that. She's never talked about it before outside of her therapist. Dude, and I was so proud of her. about that stuff. Like that deep-seated stuff, it really – you don't even know that it's going to come out that way. And you're like a 100-pound like, backpack. Yeah, just we imagine, all carry it around from day to day. You have any of that shit? I'm not trying to get you to oh, confess shit. Do, <laughs> Father Dave over here, please it's confess. It's weird. But like it, what like, – like, do you have any examples of just what shit that – What are my that, deep dark secrets? Well, not, not even like currently, but like you ever have anything that you were just so like sh- – well, like I'll just say this, and this isn't even like a secret – but and I know it's gonna sound funny. When I was a kid, I used to wear a T-shirt when I went swimming, and it's kind of like that. I thought any, I thought everybody cared that I was like a chubby kid, and then yeah. but I was just drawing attention to the fact that I had a T-shirt on. And then one day I was just like, "Fuck it!" Like, uh, like you know what I mean? I had to just do it. But like, y- as a kid, you think everyone cares about you, and a lot of times with our emotional baggage, we think everyone else is perfect. Exactly, and also too, we carry that with us when we're older, to where it's like. Now, with cell phones and everything, we all have to be on our phone because we, we're afraid of, like, that elementary school trauma to where it's, like, if we're not doing anything in public, it's going to be like, hey, everybody, look, it's Lonely Guy, like, <laughs> to where it's going to be, like, a playground. Yeah, like, uh, what like, if I just want to read a newspaper at a diner by myself? I, like, look forward to a day like that. Oh, yeah, when you just don't care anymore. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the key to life is to just stop because all of us want to be loved, but as soon as you can realize – that the people who love you is enough and you can stop trying to validate yourself with everyone else, I think that's the key. And that's why some yeah. people don't get it till their hair falls I out. I think that's Facebook and social media is going to have an explosion, like a bubble is just going like to pop. Like an implosion? Yeah, an implosion, yeah. Where people are, where it's going to reach a critical mass where people say, okay, enough. Well, I think enough. that's already sort of started yeah. to happen in my industry. Like there are now a lot of companies who refuse to Photoshop. They, they hire like really? a really diverse crowd of women. Yeah. Aerie is one of them, um, an Aeropostale brand, but they like it's underwear and stuff for mm-hmm. teenage girls, but they don't Photoshop any oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, they got they, all this like, press leave, for like, not Photoshopping. Yeah, like they'll <laughs> really? leave stretch marks or cellulite or whatever, and they hire girls of all ethnicities and girls of all sizes. And I think it's really like it's a good thing, it's a good direction that the industry, my industry, is moving in. I think that social media and all of that has made uh-huh. us look very, um, 
you know, self-obsessed. Yeah, I'll like, tell you what. Oh, I posted a, so self-conscious. I posted now. a selfie today, and I slapped a filter on, and I just blew it out. I and wondered I looked what 20, filter you used. You, you're it not the only funny. one. People, it was a good filter, right? Yeah. People, hey, at D Neal's with a Z. Hair one? Yeah, I posted that fucking. But your eyes looked filter? like really sharp and, <laughs> and sort of green. I, I was it's cracking like the up. Lion I swear, I took one second. Yeah, I literally took one second on his filter, but I don't know which one it was, but I fucking found it, and I was like, "You just know, you know that." feel and you're like oh yeah that's the one <laughs> oh yeah because totally. it was like the lighting wasn't great and like I'm, who might have take a selfie but my hair was on point dude <laughs> like as you start to get like in your later 20s you start to notice like, wait how old are you i'm 30 right but this started happening when i was about like 27 28 you start to notice what you look like in lighting like up until about like 23 you really don't care yeah but it's like you be well okay I'm gonna say, but now you men start in to LA notice, start like, to notice what they look like. I think in the line. everyone there's lines and wrinkles well, and shadows. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone like does, absolutely. but like it's like you know, there's this pride thing. I ain't gonna put no lotion on. I fucking love moisturizing oh, my skin. My skin, I, it's LA. It's a very dry climate here. You know, I have. You know, I need to moisturize, hydrate. I have to do all that shit. You but know, it's sunscreen. interesting, Matt, that I you say that it. now you start to do that, and you didn't do that before because I have found. For, for me, it's the opposite. Like, I used to be so concerned, so, like, um, insecure about everything about myself when I was younger. And then uh-huh. I feel like I got to a point where I just got past it all. Like, I was just like, I don't care anymore. And that's so freeing. And like, that's like, the, like makeup or what? No, no, no just just stuff. Yeah, but I feel like that's your yeah. your parents like kind of roll your eyes when you're like I can't wear this I look horrible or it's whatever. Like, yeah, I sorry, care about my physical appearance. Not in like a it's not super vain to to want health. Like oh, like no, like not I'm not saying all. like not you shouldn't all. fat shame but and you shouldn't be like overly skinny but like you should be you should want a a light and lean way. Well, you to should want to feel, feel good. good. Yeah. At, oh. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> High five. That's the episode, folks. Have a good one. Uh, <laughs> right, so go out there and exercise. Feel good. We just needed to get to that. But there's a like, fine balance between that, I think. Feeling like good and then... Body and mind. It's like a whole thing. Like you want to feel in tune. You want to feel like healthy and smart and sharp and quick. Like I think we all want that for ourselves. And can I just yeah. say this? And I, I get blasted for saying shit like this. I think I've got like a now, I'm not saying it's body dysmorphia. I think men don't talk about this enough. I've got like five pounds I want to get rid of. You know what I mean? And I feel shame about that. You feel shame that you want to get rid of it or you feel shame that you have it? I feel shame that I have it. And it's not thing like, trust me, I don't lose sleep over it. Um, but it's like men don't talk about that. And I'm not a heavy guy. But I'm also not where I would like to be. And I don't feel uh-huh. like I have control over all of my eating choices. You know what I mean? Like sugar is a problem. It is oh, a yeah, problem. Oh, yeah, totally. Because when you're addicted to it and you want it, you feel like you're like everything's BS. And then when you, you eat it, when you're addicted to it, you all of a sudden turn into opti- like an optimist and you're start like, talking about the future. Yeah, you're – yeah, you're like, that's, that's my, my cocaine. Yeah, it really is a chemical response in and your it's, brain. And it's yeah. carbohydrates break down into sugar. So I, I put all that in the same category. And I'm just like – like I, you know, we were in, we. This is a photo that uh, we took with uh, this convert. We were in this convertible, tops down. It was the first time Tasha visited my hometown. Do you know where I'm going with this? We're in this nice white convertible, and there's a photo of us, and then the 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 seatbelts right underneath my gut. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's a fucking classic, classic photo. And then it's just this meat fucking sock, right? Do you want to Photoshop it? No, and it's because that doesn't solve the problem. And then I have, and I'm sorry to, you know, but my point to sharing this is to not be like, whoa, is me, Dave, you know, like it's not, 
like, it's just that it exists in men too. Oh, totally. And if we're going to, totally. and, and we should try to like discuss healthy alternatives for women, you know, listening, but just know that you're not alone. Know that. I, I mean, I don't, Matt, you're a skinny, you're a skinny dude. Oh, I'm very skinny. I, my, my last girlfriend actually thought that I had an eating disorder. No, you're just, you're uh, supernatural. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, when I gain weight, I start to look like, Hey Arnold, like I just go straight to my head and I just get like a, <laughs> a lemon head. And I've got like this small body, so my head just gets really fat. So it just looks weird. I get face fat too. Yeah, I get face fat, and my body remains skinny. So I just look like the weird guy at the well, bar. Well, I also you know? get like ass and thighs fat. <laughs> yeah, but I get. My, but my That's, fat, my face gets. Fat Tasha had a great on. chubbiness in. Was yeah, it I get. A, I get a big booty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love like. the photos of Tasha from her chubby days. Thanks, I would babe. love to see Tasha like fifteen pounds heavier just no, for a few never days. Again. You know what? I actually, I'm not too. Uh, Eating almonds for those listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I just so want people, no, 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 I, you're I fine. I just don't want people like, to think they're, they're like, <laughs> the sounds cutting out. No, we're eating almonds. No, I'm sorry. I'm like eating they're almonds. They're like chili in your guys and ear. lime. They're right? really good. Trader Joe's, like, folks. Nothing worse than that. Like it's like what when somebody's you? on the phone and they're like, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I went to a funeral today. <laughs> you know, good radio stations have a button, a sneeze button. You can press if you have to cough or something, and you press a button. But that's when you know you can't. Doesn't work if you're trying to talk into it at the same time. Right. It's like for long periods of time. It's like why does he keep cutting out? It's like oh, he's almonds. Okay, so which, why do you, how do you hate yourself? <laughs> how do I hate myself? Dude, I had so many insecurities. I know you and I have talked about like self-help a lot. Sure, bring it up. Um, so I used to uh, – I'm pretty secure with myself now, but when I first got out to L.A., which is like 2010, I was so insecure. And I don't know why. Like I don't know why I was insecure. I just was. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a lot like of good looking people just, just, just that feeling that there's something wrong with you. So what I would do is the But first in year, regards to like yourself everything. or your job or your success or Um I knew I was talented but I had really bad social anxiety. So someone would talk to me and I would be like hyper aware of myself in the conversation. Would you be like in a third party? Like I'd would be you flying above myself, watching myself, so critiquing like, how my hand is moving. But did or, you have a hard time hearing what they said because you were just yes. self narrating? Because I could never remember it's people's like, names. Why'd you scratch your back like that, you freaking weirdo? No, you think you actually, you're a rapist And, 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 and then they're like, so thoughts. what do you think about that, Matt? And you're like, uh, I wasn't listening. I was too self-aware. <laughs> I, was, I, was too, I was thinking about how stupid I am. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening to your I've plight. I've struggled with that as well. And I wouldn't consider myself like, you know, I don't think I have like crippling social anxiety, but yeah. I definitely have like social anxiety. And I'm sort of like a... Everybody does a, I'm an extent. introvert who fakes really well as, a, as an extrovert. But uh-huh. there's been situations and there was this one in particular where I had like a really important audition. It was uh-huh. a really good audition. I totally like got hooked up for this audition. There wasn't even like mm-hmm. a part. It was just like a director friend of mine had forwarded me to this head casting director who set me up with his assistant and they were making things happen for me as a huge favor. But I was so nervous that I couldn't listen to anything she was saying. I was so aware. Right. I was aware of my body language. I was aware of how I was standing, how I looked, how, and, and thinking about, you know, what I have to get ready to do, what I have to read in this scene. And I couldn't hear anything she was saying to me. I couldn't he- listen to any of her feedback. And so, you know, you try it two ways. And I do it exactly the same way as I did it the first time because I couldn't. I couldn't just be present like and, it, and listen. Of, exactly. Because I was so worked up about all of these other things that don't matter at all. Did you bomb it? Exactly. Yeah. I bombed it and they never called me again. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> you, you think you're making yourself better by that high. Like I almost, not to say I don't ever have it, but I almost don't have it hardly ever at all anymore. But I had to work so hard on myself. I did everything. I did like hypnosis, cognitive behavioral therapy. Did you really? Did yeah. You I don't do helpful? hypnosis anymore. 
I did at the time, but there was just too weird of a component about hypnosis because, like, you go under. It's like anesthesia, and you wake up and not knowing what was said. So, you know, the, the, the popular thing. It's very thing, vulnerable. Yeah, the popular thing that hypnotherapists always say is, like, you can't be hypnotized to do anything against your will. But you, they're like, you'll wake up if it's something. You wake you, up and your fucking pants are off. You're yeah, like, oh, you wake up and it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. This weird psychiatrist is, like, touching me. <laughs> no, like, um, you, I would, like, I would download these hypnosis recordings off this website, which was dumb to do. It's, like, off the internet. Anybody can put stuff yeah. on there. <laughs> but I, I downloaded, like, probably, like, hundreds of them. And there was one that I was listening to, and one time I actually listened to what he was saying, and he was talking about taking you out to the woods and giving you a ritual and your eyes going solid white. It's like something almost like satanic sounding. Yeah. What the? And, but that's yeah, like the and soul. I, I, you're taking the soul out and you're burying something or whatever. It, it was just weird. It's supposed to be metaphorical. And I was like, I'm not messing with hypnosis anymore. Because yeah. to me, it was a strictly psychiatric thing to uh, – to like make my mindset better, and I'm sure it helped me in some ways. But what really helped me? Did you ever see was, a live person, or you were only listening? I, I did see one person live, and a funny story about that was, I used to be afraid that my voice would shake, like doing an interview or being on stage. Yeah. Something oh like yeah. Sure. That, you know, because it's like I was really nervous when yeah, I first got that's out here. People, we, that's 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 how tribally we hear each other. We right. we can see who's the alpha. We can put in yeah. a rank based on someone's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going to be on stage yeah. telling jokes, you better be convincing. Yet yeah, you need to have a strong tone. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, so I saw this uh, hypnotherapist, and it was about, like, I told him, I was like, you know, I want to be the best comedian that I can be. And I just told him, like, what my goals were. And at the time, I had quit drinking. And I, I used to have, like, not a drinking problem, but it was heading in that direction. Sure. And so what we talked about was my voice shaking on stage because it like it didn't happen that often. But every now and then my words would get caught in my throat. Like if I was showcasing for somebody or had mm-hmm. a big opportunity, like I would feel like my words get lodged in my chest. And then you can feel wow. the audience yeah. not believing you. Exactly. And you're and like, then, oh, boy, I stumbled this. My joke's gone. Right. That's ruined. No one's and I'm so me. animated that like it it. That doesn't work if that happens. Yeah, so you can't like be animated. And- yeah, and insecure. The insecure, confident dude. <laughs> like I actually have a character called Insecure Thug, but that's like they're here, they're there. So, anyways, the dude hypnotized me, yep. and uh, whenever he was hypnotizing me, he said, "Any thought of your voice cracking just reinforces how strong your voice is." Right. So after I came out of that, my voice never did that ever again. Wow. But every now and then, my voice does this because he said cracking. So, so, and it doesn't bother me if my voice does that, but every now and then my voice will crack like a 16 year old's. It didn't, it never did that before. How bizarre. It's a cracking versus shaking. And your subconscious mind is so literal. And this guy was a professional hypnotherapist, good at what he did. But that's just a small example. We don't understand how it works fully. It's like going to the ocean floor. So why tamper with it? Because there's other things that work just as well. It's like that whole, like, going... careful what you wish for. Like, you mm-hmm. have to think of all the unintended consequences yeah. of getting exactly what you want or. Exactly. Yeah. And have you used so. any of these um, hypnotherapy or or any of that? Uh, would you say cognitive? What did you do? I did cognitive behavioral therapy, and the thing that really helped me was this thing. It's the weirdest thing ever. I gosh, I feel so LA talking about all this stuff, but it's called EFT. 
EFT. You tap on different acupuncture I have a, fr- a friend who did that. Works really well. It, you just it like develop of, yeah. like a spot. Like you put pressure in this one spot and this spot means this thing to you. And you spend a lot of time thinking about like whatever feeling or whatever. Whatever right. feeling, yeah. And you I tap buy into it. that. I mean, what's it's the, acupuncture points basically. So you're tapping on those and it sends a calming signal to your brain. And it, it's nothing new agey or anything like that. It's just... It's well, everything's new from, age compared to taking aspirin. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. And and it's like I had a you know bad neck problem, and the doctor, you know, I'm seeing seeing a doctor. All they want to do is give me this stupid uh-huh. um, psycho like whatever painkillers, and I have them. I refuse to take them. I just want to. F- I want my neck to. feel I want acupuncture. I want chiropractor. I want anything else but just taking a pill that thins my blood. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's such an easy cop-out. And yeah. a lot of times if you just stop thinking about yourself, that's the other thing too, and be like, who cares if my voice shakes? Or who cares if people don't like me? And it's like you just kind of let go of actually looking good. That's the main thing. Yeah, no, isn't that the most it's freeing like, of just all? Just stop thinking about yourself, mm-hmm. which is hard, but it's it's not. You just have to find something bigger It's so liberating, yourself. though. It's so you know? liberating to not care. I yeah. remember... Like it was yesterday being so wrapped up in my anxieties about the way I looked, the way I was perceived. And it's like nobody nobody cares anyway. Once you figure out that everybody's really only focused on themselves in the same way that you are hyper-focused on yourself, it's like nobody's going to notice if I wear no makeup or look like shit or whatever. Like, yeah, nobody cares. But Tasha, so – okay, so I get anxiety before for performing stand-up mm-hmm. and all that shit, whatever. But you get it. And I'm not trying to like fix you, babe. You're 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 wonderful and unique as you are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Preface that. But <laughs> no, oh, but you get before we meet people, you get all bent out of shape and nervous and stuff. And it's like you're a great person. How do you? How does? How do you? How how should you be less anxious and more accepting of that nervous energy that when you're about to meet people? You know, if I had the answer, I think I would. I would be practicing by now just not being nervous when i'm meeting new people but i do i just get stressed i get stressed because but it compounds I, things just a little bit of stress or mean? like if you're running late if we're not if we if if you have anything and you know men listening if they have a girl or whatever man you can you can let me know what you think if you don't have if you have four hours it'll take you four hours to get ready if you have two hours, take you two hours. But like, it really mm-hmm. is, and that's fine. It's like if you have a whole day. You know, remember like, did you do this for prom back in the day? You would like skip the day of prom because girls needed like all day to get their hair done and shit. No, that's what we did. And like the guys would <laughs> hang out. We would hang out at Pizza Hut and just oh, eat yeah, food yeah, all day. Totally. And then the girls would spend the whole day getting their nails and their hair done, like a wedding. And I get it. That's fine. It's your wedding. It's your prom. Whatever. But like, what? So when there's a time crunch, Tasha, you know, if we're late or something, you're just like. Fuck you, motherfucker! This shit, no, blah, blah, and it's what, like a satanic. It's less than a. Okay, first of all, I never do that. I mean, that would love. It's not satanic. I think it's less of a um, of a time crunch thing and more of a like, why don't I have all the information thing? That's need that's for the, certainty. Yeah, I want to know like what you don't time know what's our plans happen. are happening. I want to know who we're meeting. I so want to know structure. where we're meeting because where helps me know what I should wear. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what's the place? Is it a nice restaurant? Is it a casual barbecue? Is it outside? Like, I need to know these things so that I can plan my outfit. That's all fair. And knowing what time, you know, this thing is happening. But you're still wanting to be judged. But it lets me know, like, how long I have for for getting dressed or for putting on makeup or whatever. I get that. And I love that you can show up, you know, you do that all the time where you'll show up no makeup and look beautiful and all that. And I think that's great. Like, there's nothing worse than someone who's like oh, overdone. You no, I'm just, I have to preface this, Matt. Sorry no, that you're in the middle he's, of our he's therapy. He's trying to soften the blow. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 because <laughs> it's like, because you are, you are, 
worried about what the room will think. But of course you want to meet the dress code. I get that. I'm worried about certain things when I got to like go meet with your friends. And I'm like, oh, I'm just the, you know, so I'll talk about my insecurities. With Tasha, some of her friends, they've, they've, they're models. They've shot up. They're dating or married to guys that are like business guys. Producer or, guys. You know, real that, estate you know. guys. Don't even live in LA. Like, 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 a, like a, what's his name? The real estate guy. He's got a big following because he's got like this, he's a young, beautiful six foot three. I mean, I'd fuck him. This dude's great. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> There's and that then I'm, pressure but, in LA. It's yeah, weird. But so these girls aren't even necessarily in LA, but they're models. They live in Santa Barbara. They live south. They live in the New area. Santa Barbara. That's how you've really made it. And like LA's not yeah, even that's where they, it. This, this is the struggle. So you got the Santa real Barbara's. estate mogul in Santa Barbara. They're, they got to be worth millions. And mm-hmm. they, these are my age, right? And then you've got, and then you've got the um the dude we, we we met all these people uh, in mexico for this wedding uh-huh excuse me uh burping over here with my california trader joe's ginger ale and and then you've got the jade who's like dating this like rugged n- really nice guy who's like an architect like what the fuck oh my so i walk yeah, into these you... places and all i've got is i better make them fucking laugh <laughs> i know because we think the that's all i have that's all if i have i'm too, not that's... funny to them then I'm not doing my job. You know what, though? Okay, <laughs> and you you can validate this for any females listening. You know, like I used to, I used to be cynical when girls were like, "I just want a guy who can make me laugh." But that really is 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 the thing that paper, scissor, rock, like everything. It trumps literally almost everything because well, if it's a, you it's can, a, if you can make a girl laugh, not if you can make your dude well, friends laugh. I think it's, it's a more about like having a. Uh, overall positive and optimistic attitude because those are the that's what's going to get you through life right that's going to get right. you through the ups and downs and through the other like trials that you're going to have to endure with a partner for the rest of your life Absolutely. like if you can look on the bright side and and you know make something make funny out of failure right then that's that's going to help you to like have a successful relationship and, and but isn't the life. laughing thing like somebody like when you guys first met like you making her laugh dude that probably... she didn't laugh much she didn't. <laughs> you she know didn't. what she didn't laugh much at all but i did break her down i did break her down from a grumpy bitch <laughs> started as a grumpy bitch. you guys are at that level in your That's relationship my rough say that started as a grumpy bitch so you accept this grumpy bitch to be your love let's say you guys <laughs> yeah i suppose so it's like an know. east coast I'll wedding bridesmaids do looking. you accept to bust his balls for all eternity <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mafioso Italian. I, I appreciate. What are you? you? Are you Italian? I'm Irish Catholic. You're Irish Catholic. Hey now, okay. guilt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I don't know why. You, you're always no, sorry. but so yeah, she was. It was you know, it was on a set. She didn't need to talk to anyone, and I was you know whatever. Blah blah blah. We've heard the story a million times. But I think I broke her down. I think she might have had lunch with me later on the day. I had like ten hours to work with. This was this wasn't one of those buy someone a drink and get shot down. We were both yeah. on set. She had nowhere to be, so I became kind of like free entertainment. But uh-huh. I'm not saying we just we just talked like it wasn't it was pretty casual. We didn't really stay in touch after that. But there's a certain component that comedians have that wins out with girls, in my opinion, because most do. Okay, I'll say this in LA. This is this is coming from like somebody who's been dating a lot lately because I'm not in a relationship anymore. The way a lot of guys in LA come at girls is like so aggressive. And so, like, straight to the point to where there's no subtext in anything that they say to where it's creepy. Yeah, it's desperate. It, it's it's very desperate. And it's like, it sends out an energy like, if you don't like me, I am nothing. So I'm going to be very aggressive and make sure that you like me. And it makes women feel uncomfortable. And I feel like most comics 
don't do that. Some of them do, but but the ones who don't like are lots of times call it whether you want to be funny or just like charming, whatever. You're hitting on the audience. You're one. Yeah. You're one we foot in, always, one foot out. And yeah. Just like an audience, it's just like if you like say if you went up to a random girl at the bar, you need to not have her think that you're not going to leave her alone. And with comedy, it's like you need them to know that you find yourself standalone funny, and you guys can. Laugh can come and you can be with it, and I'll call you out if uh, if it's not the way I'd like it to go. It's almost <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna have a drink. You can join me if you want, but if you don't, I will still be fine. Instead of like, hey, you want to go out? Yeah. Drink? Oh, fuck you! Like, yeah. like just starting off angry. And I've yeah, what and I've had like, to come this to guy's learn. Weird. He asked me to come over to his house right five minutes after <laughs> I met him. Like, I can have those sets where I'm like angry, and it's like angry funny, and that works sometimes. But what I'm learning is like I gotta just go with the charisma and just be happy and let the joke structures like be found by the audience right and just being uh, that's pretty much a metaphor for life dude i think no matter what somebody does if you're just kind of happy with what you do other people will be like huh and it goes back to that thing of just not focusing on ourselves like that's what this whole town is yeah is like i find that too don't be afraid yourself, to say you know? something I, I yeah. go up to people all the time, be like, "You, you your outfit looks like uh, you know so and so," and you just say things, and it's sort of insulting. But if it's funny, they look at you like a double take, like, "Are you fucking saying this to a stranger right now?" But it's like, "Yeah, I'm," and I'm being harmless too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like so. I guess you know, I, you know, I never, we never know we're going to talk when we just turn these things on. But you know, there's a lot of people listening that might want to know how to use laughter to sort of win a girl over. Or even, you know, win an audience over. And that audience might be your boss, your conference, you know, you know what I mean? It could it could be a lot more than just a simple like win someone's heart. It's mm-hmm. it's it's disarming. It's it's almost trustworthy if you can yeah. sort of just be like honest and laugh at yourself. Well, because there's nothing right. funnier than like the super honest grandma, right? Oh yeah, because she's yeah. just giving up. She just does not give a fuck. <laughs> My about grandma was that way. Offending somebody. She would see somebody, she'd be like, look at that man over there. He's so fat he can't even fit in his car. <laughs> <laughs> like my grandma said that one time she was getting in the car and she wasn't even trying to make a joke she just goes this was after church too and I was like helping her in the car she goes he's so fat he can't even fit in his own car that's all she said there was nothing well, like you know, bless his you heart you never want to be like hurtful or like whatever but <laughs> no, I think but that's that still it's, pretty funny. it's interesting because we're all so like tightly wound Right. We're mm-hmm. also even like you you know you were talking about guys in LA being like so desperate and whatever but even if they're if they don't fall into that category, they're so like just anxious. They're they're nervous about themselves or their jobs, or they take mm-hmm. themselves so seriously, or they're so concerned about like being like prim and proper. And it's like we have all of these expectations that have either been put on us since we were little or whatever. They're like learned sort of expectations, societal behaviors, ways that we are expected to act. And I think that like when when you see your old the little old grandma that's just like not caring about the rules yeah. anymore it's we love it so much because we like wish we could do that too it's like super freeing and mm-hmm. on stage you're given the creative yeah. license to just call shit out right hey, the ball guy knows what i'm talking about look at this guy over you know what i mean it's like that's kind of hacky to say it like that okay. but okay yeah. even the bald guys like yeah i actually do know what you're talking about i am bald like everyone is okay it, that's why comedy's honesty it, you can talk about your insecurity and still be sexy if you're being funny about it. Yeah, but so because in like in in dating, we get rejected, we get flaked on. I mean, flaking on must be the one of the bigger issues with our generation. Absolutely, Everyone, everyone's 
was just wants to match with somebody and make 10 sets of plans and then they end up alone watching Netflix because they just freak out and don't. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like you get rejected on so many times. It's almost like if I bomb on stage 10 times, then the next audience, I can't go up there being like, oh, this is going to suck. And I do that a lot. I self-sabotage. You got to go up uh-huh. there every single time thinking like this is going to be the best one. This is going to be the girl of my dreams. This is going to be the audience. And then give it the honest effort up front of success. Otherwise, you look like the crazy guys like, oh, everyone hates me because I'm short. Like, not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about... There's Everybody like, does hate me because I'm short. I'm 5'5", five, five guys. Well, no, there's a comic who's, <laughs> who's shorter and he's, and he's older and he, all he does is spew hatred online because all the chicks online want a guy who's six foot tall. And I get it. That sucks. I mean, everyone... If you're not six foot two, don't talk to me. Like, every chick... <laughs> right. It seems like every girl on like these websites has that sort of criteria because on these websites, it's like you're not settling on these websites. It's like you're only looking for the best. If you can't find the best on there, you don't want it. You know what I mean? You so it's like what? everyone's so unrealistic. Like, it's like you have I all of these. It's, you have so much choice that you can't make a decision anyway. It's like too much. It's like you, you have yeah. too many options. So like you, now you're totally fucked because it's like, have you ever like gone to a store and like needed just one thing, but then you get there and there's like 20 varieties of the thing you need. And then you're standing there like, oh my God, I don't know which one I want now because I just thought that there was only one. I could stare at toothpaste for an whatever. hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing about it is though is like I don't really I don't think the online dating thing is that hard. I think it's actually pretty easy. Do you have like, you met you honor your commitments and are upfront and honest, then it's probably very easy for what you. What do you mean honor your commitments? Like, like if you make plans with someone, you keep them. And like if Usually, you, yeah. But I don't I think it's easy for me to date in LA cuz I don't have desperate energy cuz I'm so focused on my career, but I have desperate energy for my career. So, <laughs> so as long so as you it, don't show her that side of no, you, no, she never sees that. She like sees aloof and detachment. So she's right like, now. "He reminds me of my dad." <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, I think I love this guy. Um, You're just so it's like daddy I'm, issues. It's easy for me to date, but like, I almost don't even want to be in a relationship right now. But then, after you've been single for about a year, you're kind of like. You start to worry uh, you, if something's wrong with you. Or if you're no, gonna be not even that because I've been dating. I, I don't worry about that. Yeah, let's but I'm catch like, up on your dating life because we talked to you a few months ago, and you're not fresh off. You're not fresh off a breakup, but it was a it was a long one. You decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where are you with your ex? You guys talk at all? Um, we actually, I, I have this whole thing where I don't like to to end anything with anybody because it's like I'm so afraid of other people's feelings, like of hurting them. Sure, to a fault. So we kept like talking off and on and finally I was just like – this was what really sucked. Like about two months ago, I was like, look, let's just cut all communication. Yeah, you should have done that in the first I place. I should have done that in the first place. But here's the thing. I really, really did – and this is going to make me sound like a terrible person. I really, really loved her. I still love her. Of course. Like, that's I, fine. I love her so much but the thing is is we could not get along. Um, and part of that was because we wanted different things. In the relationship, and you know, I was probably selfish in a lot of ways with my career and everything like that. And she was also kind of needy. So those two things meshing together, you know, when someone's like, oh, "I got, I got, I got to make it," and then her, you know, wanting like more emotional attention, you start to insecurity. Well, let me, let yeah. me, let me just say this. And again, Tasha, love you. She's smiling. That's good. When the, when I turn this off, she's like, "Fuck you, Dave." But you're <laughs> describing my relationship. 
You're describing this podcast right now because we're talking about relationships, but you keep t- bringing it back to stand up. You are obsessed with your career, and I think you know that <laughs> too. Like, I gotta go. You know that too. You know, you it's know a, that so you can addictive. bring home right. your work a lot of the times, and you just get on these like frantic rambling things where you're just talking about oh, like man. sex. We are in the most stressful industry. My friend actually called me. On the way over here, and you are in a stress place too because you know you're an actress. But she doesn't model. know rejection when she gets it. We see it in the audience. Oh yeah, we see it in their eyes. Like no, it's yeah, like I absolutely sometimes know you do, rejection. But, yeah, but sometimes when I'm at a casting or whatever, you can tell when yeah, someone's when disinterested. somebody's disinterested. You can or, tell when you haven't done like a great job. Mm-hmm. Like, but they yeah. want to like you. And with a lot of these mics, they don't want to like us. They you actually know what? they actually want to not like us because we're like not the weird comic. The secret mm. though to all this is just like dating. Being aloof in your career, if you can show up and do the work, just like we were talking and about leave that, and know the you have something else, and, and, and you know you have something else. And the only way that I found how to do that, and I know everybody has different beliefs, is like my belief in God, like my faith, because it's like when I have my belief in that and my faith is strong, I don't really care about my career or who I end up with or blah blah blah. Do your girlfriend have the same sort of faith? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like non-denominational Christian and she's Catholic, but it's like pretty much the same. You know, I don't I don't get I'm not like super churchy. Sure. So it's like I can go to I oh, can go to Catholics. mass. But you still kind of to... think that like God has a plan for you. So you can rationalize it when you show up that's like, well, if this is meant to be, it's going to happen and it's all part yeah. of the plan and if it doesn't happen that's fine because it's part of the plan. Right. And I but I have that like in my core like but whenever I take my eyes off of that so to speak, or off of God, like I start thinking that I'm in so in charge, and I start looking at what everybody else has, and then that's when insecurity just like and a lot of a lot me. of people in but, LA and in a younger generation have a problem saying like God, but like oh yeah, it like, really is like a, it's just a detachment that you're being taken care of, that you're not an accident on this flying rock in the middle of nowhere. And dude, that's I, I can't imagine being a stone cold. No offense to anybody listening, because a, a good chunk of our friends are probably atheists. Oh yeah, no. most of my friends and, are, and, that, and that's but in fine, LA, but it's like, that's so scary. Why not? <laughs> and, and there's a lot of there's more spirituality in LA than religion, but it's yeah. really like you're just fooling yourself. You're just renaming things. Call it a straw. Call it whatever you want to call it. I just I just think we should have hope. We should have hope that we're not alone. That we're not uh, forgotten. And even if it's all, even if and your even soul... And even to take some of the pressure off uh-huh. of yourself, that you're not the lone pilot, like, trying to make it all happen for yourself. You're not, like, the only one in charge, and, like, all of your failures are just on you to say that, like, oh, no, there's someone else who's, like, guiding this journey for me or right. whatever. And, I, and this stuff that we're worried about really isn't that important in the grand scheme of things. Like, I heard somebody explain it, like, your purpose in your career are two different things. Like, your career might be being a big comedian, but your purpose might be to keep people from killing themselves. You might help people who are suicidal. And when you kind of take your eyes off of, I think, your career, and I think some people figure that out after they've made a ton of money and everything, and they're like, oh, this isn't fulfilling. But if you can have that while you're pursuing it, it makes it more meaningful, and you kind of stop thinking about yourself so much because the whole self-help thing is great, but you can drill it into a ground, I feel like. Like, you can get, like, so, like, I have to do this, and then I have to do that, and then I have to do this. And it can become you lose so... Eye, you lose your eye on the serendipity of the moment. And yeah. The, absolutely. Well, so, like, because I don't think my relationship with Tasha is random. 
I don't think we, I think we met and everything was nurtured and watered in like the safest kind of like subtle way. It didn't I mean, feel years like years were... of us not really, yeah. you know, foot in and out of, you know, other relationships, whatever me, my twenties running around, you know, so all of that, I wouldn't, st- I mean, I don't stress like I, I try to be as day to day, and that's what's hard. You, you make a commitment to someone for a life, but you shouldn't worry past today. I don't mean like you know investments, and you got to look forward with your family and your mm-hmm. home and all this stuff. But as far as being happy today, and you now we've had this talk about you know you get you get freaked out. You know, they we're on this like soci- societal timeline here, where right. where like you know I don't want. Neither one of us want the other one to find someone better. But oh, yeah. It, but that's it, is that what night, it is? That's a nightmare. I think so. Don't you think yeah. you feel that way? Um, don't, don't play dumb. No, I'm not trying to play dumb. Make I'm me trying look to like not the come asshole. off cocky. I, I think that we are a really good match for each other. I think that, well, for me. Yeah, you guys are. You guys I are think, perfect. I think you've made I, me I, a little more grounded. I've made you more grounded? Mm-hmm. Grounded, what do you mean? <laughs> I think what is that? A turn your brewing with a compliment. Turn your mic up here. Okay, it's like what, what is grounded me? Please, I'm not mute. No, I think that you kind that. of <laughs> helped me through some sort of like maybe not necessarily like the best behaviors. I had like uh-huh. you know some self sabotaging sort of behaviors in my past relationships, and I think you've really. Helped How did you self sabotage? And I don't. I'm not. You know, whatever you feel comfortable talking about. How would you self sabotage in your past relationships? Um, well, I guess I sort of had a tendency to like see like the slightest thing not working and just like pull out like, nope, um, count me Mm -hmm. out of this. This one, we had a hiccup and I don't want to deal with, I'm not going to like wait for things to get worse. I'm just, you know, walls up, pulling out. When in doubt, pull out. Mm -hmm. But you've done that with me. I just didn't let you. But that's what I'm saying. You forced me to get to the root of like, what is a bigger issue? And I, you know, I appreciate that. Even if that was the end of it, I guess, you know, you learn something. From yeah, because that's what right? I feel like we are all here. Even friends that come and go, you don't lose them. We're just teaching people things. And I don't mean that in a cocky way. Like, I've got something to tell you. No, it's like through accident. It's through fights. It's through abandonment. It's every relationship. Why did I get fucked over? Why did this guy do that to me? Why was this guy such an asshole? There's a lesson in everything, even if it's not... And if you don't learn the lesson... What was supposed to happen, there was something better for you, and you took a detour, there's still a lesson in that. I want to minimize damage to... I get offended and hurt so easily. So if I can learn the lesson, I don't want it to be repeated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever fight about the same thing more than it. we have to. I'm not right. saying we don't, but I want to know what the issue is and what, what I had a hard time doing. And I've gotten better, but it's still like you know something. I have to not get mad at what she's saying, but listen to what she's feeling. Yeah, see, that's the difference between men and women is – that's what our big fights were in the last relationship. I, I'm a fixer. You know, like I, I want to – that. like if we can't fix something in the drywall, we try to fix person. You know, it's like, well, you're sad, but you're sad because of this. That's what we want to do as a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like we're, you don't have to be sad because two plus two equals four. But women are like, no, I feel what I'm feeling 
what I'm feeling. And it's like two and different And it's not necessarily like a things. simple solution. For both. It, feelings for both are things. so multidimensional and, you know, they can maybe like the straw that broke the camel's back is yeah. not really what the big problem is. Like uh-huh. maybe it's like a whole slew of things that have brought up this feeling of, you know, resentment or inadequacy or whatever. Yeah, that's right. It's like we, we, we do. We were talking about this mm-hmm. yesterday. We like label... We'll like identify maybe uh, the surface problem and we'll harp on that because that's easier than going deeper. But you're just going to keep getting that. You're going to keep getting that scab unless you sort of work on the inside. And it's it kind of comes back to like we're talking about like Western medicine versus like other therapies. It's like let's not put a band aid on our issues. Let's fix them on the inside so they don't surface. It's all it's just dairy in the pizza. It's really most medical doctors actually say that. 80%, 80%, I, I read this in a self-help book, so I don't know how true it is. I'll take it per- <laughs> Yeah, Tony Robbins said it, so it's true. Um, 80% uh, or like of the people who go to hospitals, it's non-health related. So um, the, catch you up to date on the EFT thing. What did you tap on the acu- – it's acupuncture. That's all it is. And if you Are the in needles in you? No. So, acupressure, so, right? Acupressure. So with acupuncture, if you have back problems or whatever – they they put the little needles in you or whatever. With EFT, um, what it is is you tap on these points. They're they're on your head. There there's one on your collarbone, hand. Here, right? You know um, that might be a different thing than EFT. I don't know. There might be something there. And but what are per- these points? They're energetic so, points in your body. Well, it's just it, it's just like <clears throat> they've actually proven. You know, acupuncture it sends a calming signal to your brain. So there's this guy. I don't I don't know the guy's name. I don't know the history of it too much. But he was like, I wonder if people tapped on stuff that was bothering them. On these acupuncture points, if it would do the same thing that it does for physical stuff, so people started tapping on like um, past stuff or stuff that's blocking them, and what would happen is they start to feel lighter. And in EFT, they're taught like sometimes you know I've done it before where I'm like really stressed out and I tap on something and then my back pain goes away. Wow! And so it's just mind body connection. You know, your emotions are making you sick. But that makes that makes absolute sense that. You know, when when you have like a blockage somewhere, mm-hmm. you you create a sickness, whether it's a cancer right. or a cold or whatever it is. It's like the body is just a conduit, right? And so yeah, I'd love to read more about that. I got a book. I'll let you borrow. It, I've, I've had people yeah, tell I'd me like, like oh, you got a headache, yeah. and they give you your hand, and you like press here, and like I've yeah, butchered the actual what it is, but it's like, yeah, maybe uh, when it's just blood flowing through our bodies, it's just the soul. You know, we're just pulsating with like energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and so, like, like, you want to unclog. Like, giving a massage in a way. You get a massage or go jogging, you feel better. Uh, now Tasha's going to want a massage tonight. <laughs> I've been wanting a massage. My shoulders are so... I think it's time for a new mattress. There's a great <laughs> massage chair at this car wash that I go into. This Wait, Armenian is it the one? car wash up like a freaking The one near, near Karma? Uh, no, it's actually in North Hollywood, and I go Aren't in Aren't you afraid someone jizzed all over it? I'm, I mean, I'm sure one of the, the Armenian dudes who, like, owns it, you know, like, lays, like, belly first on it when he closes <laughs> at night. But it's, like, it feels really good. What's you know, the famous one? The super famous car wash. It's in North Hollywood. It's, like, on the way towards Burbank. I don't know. I know what? exactly how to get it's on, there. It's, it's famous? like a hand car wash. Yeah. It's, like, the... It's the hold on. I'm it's sure I've place. reviewed it on Yelp. We'll try to get some sponsorship with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Podcast from their massage Gosh, chairs. Yeah. Are you, you guys should get sponsorship from Lyft or somebody. You, are you still doing Lyft? I haven't I done it. I towed my car. Did you, did you really? No way. Hmm. While driving, driving? Driving Lyft? Yeah. And I had two people in the back seat, too. So. Oh, jeez. Are you going to get hooked up? No, not at all. So I, I, made a, I, I made a left turn, and this guy was coming up the hill fast, and I actually slammed into him. But I I'd slammed on my brakes, 
And so as I slid into him, I turned around. And I told the people in the back seat, I was like, "Don't worry." I was like, "We're all right." <laughs> and I was like, I was just hoping they wouldn't report it. So long story short, Lyft calls me like two days later, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you need to always let us know." The date on my phone was slow, so I didn't say anything. I was like, "I'll say something in a couple days." So like, we're gonna take it from here. So my insurance doesn't cover. You know what? Lift. So there was this guy, this shysty fella, comes down. He's like, "Dude, your car is pretty messed up. Let me tow it." And I was like, well, uh, "Insurance will cover this." So Lyft covers it, but it's a twenty five hundred dollar deductible. What the? So my car ended up being at this lot. And I the had guy to let charge you daily for it. For daily, I, and, and, I couldn't get it out. I was calling him. It was in South Central. How much did you charge I couldn't a day? Find Oh gosh, I don't even know, man. But it was going to be way too much to get it out. So you it just left it. Thousands. Yeah, it's his. That's and what the they guy get. It. Sold they just... it in an auction. So I did a down payment on a new car, but I got so screwed. Dude, that I sucks. will never drive Lyft and Uber ever again. I learned. You know what? But in that was a lesson. We were talking about crappy. It's stuff. a lesson, and, I, and, I and that's like, a small lesson compared to, you know, if someone died in your car. Exactly. So that it could have been way worse. And as soon as I, I your passengers that. are going to be getting a payout from Lyft. Probably. We, we spoke to someone who was in Dude. a Lyft and. As yeah. a passenger. Customer and, mm-hmm. versus worker. But, of course, they treat you like shit. Of I course. actually... Okay, so I didn't... We didn't talk about this last night, but I was feeling very emotional on my Lyft ride to our dinner last night. <laughs> Were you crying and in the car? No, but, you know, I had this overwhelming... Drake. I had this overwhelming feeling of, like, gloom and doom about just, like, the state of the world. And it all started... Because of the news and stuff, or...? Everything. You really Just are everything. absorbing all the negativity in the political world. I, Tasha I wants to, to move st- to the to uh, Mars. I just well, let's not even go there. But the point was <laughs> is that I have a I take a real issue with Lyft and Uber profiting billions off the backs of people who are not even making minimum wage. Like that really really bothers me. And then here I am giving them money. My my ride was like 25 minutes and it cost $5.61. Oh, I know. What the fuck? But like, you're of just course, a... I left him a tip and whatever, but it's like, you know, it's... I'm... Uh, you, we we vote Poor with guy. our dollars, right? So for a long time, I was very strict vegan because it's like, my, my voice doesn't matter. My like online petition signature doesn't matter. My opinions on Facebook don't matter. But what really matters to like companies that I disagree with is my dollar. So if I stop yeah. spending you know then that that makes a statement and now people you know organic farming and non-gmo and no hormones no you're antibiotics. not a vegan anymore uh, i'm a, like a 90 percent right so, mostly yeah same here but, but like that she votes with her dollar unless she's starving <laughs> <laughs> but the point is is that that has made a difference right so if i want to make a difference and say that i don't support the exploitation of americans just trying to make a living i should not be using lyft and uber and i just felt really bad sitting in this in the back of my lyft like Wow, this, this is a week? shitty... It was yesterday. It was last night. I've been emotional this week, too. I've been, like, crying to Sting songs. I'm going through, like, <laughs> menopause or something. I talked about that on... on I tweeted that. But I, I, I think crying's great. I think it is, too, because there's something going on. I mean, and it's not even like I want to... Like, it's just a, a, a sadness, you know? I miss my ex-girlfriend. I never... And then just, like, this state of... You so know, think are about you, your family are you release- being broke, dude. Are you releasing... Like the anger and the sadness, or are you compounding it when you're crying? I think um, you're definitely releasing it by crying. There's as long as you're not feeling sorry for yourself and being like, "Yeah, put that song on repeat again." It's like, dude, yeah. you've been listening to to Golden Slumbers by the Beatles for like two weeks in a row and just sobbing. 
I had an audition today, you know? and I walked into it teary-eyed because I just watched a viral video of that black guy singing on the subway platform. I didn't see it. Beautiful voice. It was. Oh, they were happy tears. But oh, he, okay. he's singing on the subway platform. I've heard this guy sing before in New York. I mean, he's a. You know what I mean? Like, there's. A, he's amazing. Yeah, there's amazing. He's an amazing. Doesn't like, that depress you though, too? Um, that he's singing on the subway. Not necessarily so because it doesn't. It's like that's their open mic. I mean, we do shit that like would be depressing. Okay, to others, so he didn't have like sweatpants with mustard. So you don't on assume him. that. No, he's he was like fine. He was fine. But then he. Um, I'll play. I'll play it for you. And then uh, just a, just a, a, a tiny bit of it. But then he. Um, he was, and then James Corden flew him to fl- uh, L.A. and then he sang on the James Corden show. Mm. And he's fuck. I'm talking like rock out. How old moves is he? you? He's an older black guy in his fifties, probably. And who knows what'll come of it? And I'm, but it's not to say he hasn't had like a recording deal or something before. Like who knows? But who I'm knows just telling happened, you, man, man. It like chilled me to my bones because it's like you, that. That's a positive. Like this guy, he was, you know, he's moving people. Like I don't know. You ever live in New York? No, I've never even been. Like the street perf- I've never been to New York. I'm so ashamed. The street to say performers. That. Go. I know. This, I, I'm just going to look it up here. The street performers in New York, they will literally shift the energy of a block because Dude. hundreds of people will all feel the same cello player and be like, "That's so fucking." You know what I mean? Like, Isn't music is amazing. amazing. Yeah, because it's like even the best movies. Like when you're crying, you better believe there's like okay, cheesy to say, but one of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams. Like I don't Kevin know Costner. that I've even ever seen it's it. It's just really good. It's like, you know, him like doing like going by his conviction of what he thinks he's supposed to do and it just this amazing thing kind of ends up unfolding. But the thing about it is is the best scenes have music playing. Absolutely. And every single time you hear like music it chills you to your Yeah, this is the guy real quick. That's you guys gotta watch it. It's great. I mean, my hair is on my arm. We're standing, but up. like this guy's got pipes. Yeah, Obviously, man. I'm not. It, I didn't find him. He's already viral, and he's you know, and hopefully he gets whatever you know. And that that unfortunately video someone else took, and that's what happens with a lot of these street performers. There's videos other people take. There's a lot of older people. There was the older lady who um, actually was G- uh, Gabrielle Sidibe's mom. Uh, she performed in America's Got Talent, and I used to l- watch her in Times Square perform on like a box. And she wasn't poor, you know. Gabrielle Sidibe from mm-hmm. Precious, the big girl, big. Oh yeah, girl. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because her mom has a crazy voice, and she made it pretty far in America's Got Talent. Um, but like she's in, you know, her fifties or whatever, singing in the subways. But like, hey, they make it's a it's a good place to make money, right? And if you're talented, people will tip that, especially if it's music. And I'll find I this cell this cellist. I found him, this guy. Um, Gabriel, can't think of his last name. I wish I could credit him right now. I found this guy in the, in a subway station, and it's just like the the platforms in tears. Everyone's just like, but doesn't Ugh. that like because it's amazing, something? and nobody sings like that anymore. It's like uh, reinforces to me like the collective consciousness. Like we all like our bodies, like our souls, our insides want to be connected. There's like you know the, like moods are just so contagious. Like there's times when there it seems like there's a gloom and doom over the whole city or the whole state or the whole country you know we're all kind of feeling a little funky this week and last week Uh, but like a song and we all feel like chills it's crazy like how easily it can sort of be accessed when 
it's just amazing like why we haven't figured out how to well, it's so pa- it's so powerful just say, science and all that you know? yeah it's so like after 9-11 they they measure i mean like there are global catastrophes that affect the mood of the world the paris mm-hmm. shootings of this past year like things that happen there are just like whoa and everyone feels it and it's the same studies that they've done when they'll change the molecular compounds of in like an element and then across the country they can reflect the differences you know what i mean like we don't as humans, we don't operate on the sort of like simple spectrum that we think we do. It's way more complicated. It's no. it's, a, it's a reason birds know exactly where to f- fly back to to mate, and all all these little things that like intuitively we all possess, we've sort of ditched and we've kind of like walled off and be- become our own selves. But music, yeah, like Tasha was saying, taps into that vibrational frequency. So does a great stand-up performance. You know, we might not be there yet. We're like, we're consistently killing. But the idea is to like change, you know, like I've got friends who, you know, pianist, singer, songwriter, they want to change the chemical, like the energy in the room. Like what walked in is not what walked out. All we can each do is try to do that. And that's, you know, when they say you want to, you want to meet a girl at a bar, walk in smiling. Yeah, play Just, your own little part. Right. Yeah, listen and to good be, music be before okay you go without, in. Be okay without asking, you know what I mean? And that comes from, once again, it goes back to that thing of not thinking too much about yourself. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what it is. And even as a, as a comic, like to be able to have that kind of effect on people, you kind of have to let go of, of, of how you're perceived or whatever, you know? Like, I mean, even if that guy was a total egomaniac and like went home and just yeah. did something horrible. Beats his wife. At beating the crap out of his wife <laughs> after singing that unchained beautiful melody. Unchained Melody. Whoever wrote that, Righteous Brothers, I don't know who wrote that, but like, even if he did that, like what people are thinking, you're like, that guy's amazing, but the reason why that's so powerful for everybody is because it's, it's tapping them into like, like what they're grateful for like that's what music good music does you know like it makes you think about whatever it is that is going on in your life so if you can do that with comedy well you know what though and make them feel that we we were watching um ali wong's special cobra Mm -hmm. what's it called baby cobra baby cobra tasha started crying watching it I did. You I started, started crying. Yeah, I started crying, <laughs> laughing so hard, but then, and then, like, and then something it, <laughs> happened where like it was just full on crying. I don't know why. I and then like, I was like, and then I acknowledged it, and I think she cried more because like, babe, no, come here. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad. I think it was a good thing, right? Yeah, just the, the floodgates were open. But it's true that like music and well, just you know, even a smile can kind of touch you in a place. Mm-hmm. On the inside, where your feelings are, like maybe we don't even have words for like what that feeling is that they're touching, but it's like a thing that's from the inside. It's definitely spiritual. There's something spiritual. Well, there you have it, folks. Touch a stranger this weekend. Um, yeah. we're at an hour. We got to get out of here. Okay, I cool. feel like we've, we've uh, just been rambling we, for an hey, hour. Hey, this is Casual Fridays, guys. This is that's what it what is. I'm wearing about. my super short, stretchy shorts. And I'm wearing uh, my dad's <laughs> shoes. It looks like I coach a little league team. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I want to see your dad's shoes. So he doesn't yeah. look like it's like, Bobby, I'm hitting you a grounder. It, that reminds me of church <laughs> basketball. My dad played church, church basketball. Church basketball was yeah. that really good. Did you guys have one of those carpeted gyms? That no, a lot we of had a really, have? really nice gym. Really? Did mm-hmm. you go to a mega church? Um, the, the beginnings of a mega the, church. The best, the best church in my district, but it was like... 500 people while the others were like little house churches. Yo, fuck those other churches, man. Yeah, it's like drive-by like Crips and Bloods. 
Well, we were watching. Um, we were watching something last night. Uh, I think Vice Principals, the HBO show, it's fucking fantastic. By yeah, the way. and they were they it. were doing um, uh, electric boats. What are they called? Bumper boats. Yeah, I fucking mm-hmm. loved bumper boats. You know, they went like one mile an hour. You turn oh. them and they wouldn't turn at all. You just slam into shit. Are those the ones that and you put in the like bathtub? Or are they no, 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 no. These are like, like bump. A, it's like, like bumper a cars. golf course or like theme park place will have something like this. It's and in it's like, like two feet of murky water. What are the um? They're cars smaller, right? They they fit one person, but they've got like a they've oh, got no, like no. a He's weed whacker. Bumper cars, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like that, but it's boats. So yeah. they don't. Boats. So they never go. They never turn right. They're just a bitch. They're, They're super janky. They have a little wad. Like most of them have a little gun in the front with a spray water bottle. You know, a spray thing, so you can yeah. spray each other with it. It just reminded me because Tasha used to say. I was talking about this. I I I have not thought of this. It probably happened, and then I buried it. And something about watching that Vice Principals. Well, the fact that it was it was bumper boats reminded me of this thing. I must've been like 10 years old and I was at like a church outing. Maybe it was part of like VBS. Oh, uh, you were only oh, 10. Yes. I hated VBS. Oh, I thought you were older. Now I feel like a creep. Or <laughs> maybe I was like 12. Who knows? I Whatever. You were like Young. late teens when I could actually like sexualize this, but all right. <laughs> I just remember I had on these white Nike, like basketball shorts and like a white tank top. And I got completely soaked. In bumper boats. Who pinned you down? This. Did someone pin you? Because they, they, you can pin people in the corner and just, I don't and know. just like, hose them down. But I remember I got out and my friends were like, <gasps> because you could like see my underwear through my like white shorts. And, and I think everyone somebody, just yeah. tried to burn you at the No, stake. I think they, somebody <laughs> like, they gave me like clothes from the lost and found or something because I couldn't yeah. be like wearing my see-through white outfit at whatever outing. They gave outing you the clothes <laughs> from the baptismal tub. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a white bonnet on. <laughs> All right. That's the episode. Do you have anything to promote you want to talk about today? Um... So I just finished up. I was doing a new character every day for 365 days. Oh, yeah. Right. What was the hashtag called again? 365 characters in 365 days. It was and on that Instagram. was your hashtag on Instagram. So if anyone wants yeah. to catch up on your characters, you have 300. I, I, I finished them. Yeah, but so, you did 365, so people can search those, right? A couple of those were part one and part two, Okay. to be fair. You know, so, so like knowing, you know, Dude, there's you can always stretch one that so out. I, yeah. He actually did part two and three on like seven of them. So it was really like 300. I've got one character douche. That's all I've got. So congrats on that. <laughs> Thanks. So, so, uh, so follow, what's your Instagram? It's Matt Jones underscore 90. And also I'm going to be doing a one man show. So, I mean, with those characters, I'm not going to do all 365 <laughs> of them, but that was kind of the, uh, the, the teaser for it. And I'm going to incorporate it into the one man show somehow. So, still so written, come back on before the one man show comes out if you can. Yeah. And actually it's going to be fun. Uh, the one man show we're talking about, you know, being yourself and all that. That's kind of going to be what the epicenter of the one man. Well, show I love one man so. shows. Cause you don't have to have the, to the cadence of stand up comedy, but you can be funny. Yeah. So I'm going to try to stay away from stand-up with it. Good. Absolutely. Make it more acting. Good for you. All right. Everyone who's listening, go follow Matt. He's one of our recurring funny comedy life friends. I and I love you guys. This is a great emotional talk. Yeah, <laughs> it always is. We always talk about childhood and problems. Jeez, <laughs> but that was our funny. first episode. Was hug them harder. That was the name of the episode. I have which to, people have loved. Which, by yeah. the way, I have to go in, like, back and number every episode. And I never wanted to do this, but people keep asking for past episodes I refer to because we have uh-huh. uh, all these new people that have come That's on. Awesome, and I've got all these great episodes. So I have to go backlog because we're at like a one fifty six or something. How and many? I, do you I'd guys love, do one a week? We do. We upgraded this past month to two a week. 
So this is our casual Friday one. Oh. So those listening, it's Friday or whenever people are listening. But um, I try to make this one more loose and then do mm-hmm. the one-on-ones and shit on Monday. But um, yeah, we got I got to hug them harder. Was a great episode. People have literally quoted it. They loved it. Was that the one we did? I think that was. Yeah. What, that was the one we did. We were talking about yeah. your your family issues and, and you know when when we talk about sex, actually we talk about dating and relationships. But you we're we're just you know pawns and imprints of our parents and if for yeah. better or for worse. But we've learned from them. You gotta and, learn to burn that out of us. <laughs> even if you love your mom and dad, you want to burn their voices out of your head. And I hope my kids do the same. My mom thing hung too. up on me today. She didn't mean to. She was like, I'm going to go take a photo of the barn for you. Click. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I haven't, I haven't heard from her since. Oh, dude, my dad today, he called me, and then it hung up real quick. And he, my dad, he sort of sounds like this. And he's like, sorry, son. He's like, I butt-dialed you. God's blessings to you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll take it. No, I'll take it at this stage. He wasn't trying to be ironic or funny at all. That's funny. Tasha, what do we got with you? I've got nothing to promote right now. I'm finally, things are looking like they're going to calm down in the next couple yeah. weeks. So maybe I'll start posting on Instagram and Snapchat again. Yeah, if you guys busy. could come show me some love, I'd appreciate it because I've been feeling not excited about Instagram or Snapchat at all. But maybe if you write me some ni- nice messages. Slide Tasha your favorite dick pic on Snapchat. <laughs> just don't let uh, Dave know that just, you sent just it. Let, no, tag me in it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's I saw compare. a friend of mine was um, screenshotting dick pics and screenshotting their names and blasting them on her story. But I went back <laughs> to her. That's like a weird thing that, to do. Really. I tried to I show someone that. on her story and it was gone. So maybe she like decided she probably to. had deleted. Well, because you are not allowed to show nudity or drug use on your story. You can send it in a personal snap and mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, my policy has always been just to block the hundreds of dick pics. Hey, do really that many people think it's okay to unsolicited send a photo of yeah. your dick it's to a stranger? Because that's that goes back to the dumb men date. I know we got to go, but it goes back to the <laughs> dumb men dating thing. Men think that women want to be hit on the same way that they want to be hit on. And it's like, there, so there's no tact and there's no, it's like, no, haven't you ever seen Disney movies? Like, yeah, that's you have to what have women some want. smooth, suave, debonairness. No, men, we just, even we want to go, we want to hit on a girl at the gym and ch- chicks want to be like, don't want anything to do with us at the gym. Right, because you don't want to be too off, sweet either. It's how far off we are. We're just far yeah. off. So, Anyway, make a girl laugh. That's going to be the name uh, of the yeah, episode. Make, it, make, make a, a girl, girl laugh. laugh. And if you don't know how, write into us at sexactuallypodcast at gmail. Show us some love on Instagram. We got all these new Matt. I'm telling you, we got all these new people writing in. They're uh, tagging us. They're uh, on the, you know writing to us on our Instagram, which is sexactuallypod on Instagram and Twitter. So thank you, you know, for all those people reaching out to us. Tasha's at Tasha TV, Snapchat at Tasha Courtney, Instagram. We'll take a photo. We'll post it. Um, quick dates for me because I'm going to the East Coast. But before then, September 28th. 8 p.m. I have a show downtown L.A. So if you're in Los Angeles, want to come to a show. Also, October 2nd at the West Side in Santa Monica. So I got a show. Those will both be fun. And hey, New York, what's up? Can't wait to see you. October 5th at the New York Comedy Club. First time performing there. And then October 7th, I'm in the um, fire. I'm at the um, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island. So any New Englanders, uh, it's Newport. It's Columbus Day weekend. It's my favorite weekend of the year there. And um, I'll be performing 10 p.m. show. BYOB at the Firehouse Theater, October 7th. Also, Sex Actually Podcast, you can do a live taping or a live recording on that weekend. I don't have a date for that yet. So, But for those listening, if you're in New England and you want to stop by, come on and do it. Um, thank you guys so much for being uh, as funny and endearing as always. Thank um, you. I'm, I'm literally just doing uh, more podcasts so I have a chance to hang out with my friends. I like your guys. <laughs> uh, I like your guys. Uh, the title, Sex Actually, because I think it's – it reminds me of that movie Love Actually, which I never actually saw. 
Yeah, I'm I stole it right from there. Did you? Yeah. Which which one is love actually? <laughs> that's it's the one. That's a Gary Marshall film where they're all like in the terminal, and I cr- I'll cry throughout the whole film. But th- there's something. If you haven't seen this movie, folks, you gotta watch it. Save it for Christmas if you can. It's a Christmas film. Yeah. Is that? It's not the one with like Kate Winslet watch. and. I don't know. There's like Hugh Grant. There's a million. I don't know. I could Kate be wrong. Kate Winslet. I feel like isn't anything. Isn't everything. Yeah, it's one of those movies with like 20 like, different. Let's look it up on we'll Netflix up. tonight. Yeah. R.I.P. Gary Marshall. Thanks so much, guys, for being right, a part of this, guys. and we'll see everybody on the Monday. Bye. Everybody have Bye. a good weekend. Children. Uh.